listeners. Buckle up for a new episode of VoiceOver Work and Audiobook Sampler. Where do you listen? Today is Monday, April 10th, 2023. According to author Scott Allen, with some simple but effective tactics and strategies, you can now transform your life, work, health, relationships, and goals by applying the rapid action formula and squeezing every valuable moment from this life to become the most excellent version of yourself. If that sounds appealing to you, then check out this chapter-by-chapter preview of Scott Allen's newest audiobook, Empower Your Momentum. Chapter 1. Obstacles that Prevent Rapid Action Before we dive into and break down the limiting beliefs and thoughts that prevent you from taking action, let's look at the nature of obstacles and what they mean. Obstacles roadblocks, problems, or challenges, are inevitable. And you can't ignore things stopping you from moving forward. The question is, what will you do about it? A life without obstacles is a life without progress. If you're not growing, you're dying. You are here to solve problems and bust through life's difficulties to elevate yourself to the next best level. You build the foundation for long-term momentum when you do this and take definitive action toward your goals. Necessity drives us to do what we were born to, find solutions to life's challenges through creativity, perseverance, and resilience. Every question expects an answer, and every doubt requires clarification. The mind, when used correctly, serves precisely this purpose, to overcome the obstacles that present themselves to transform us into whomever we choose to be. The mind is a creative engine. Every thought formed tends to manifest itself in its corresponding physical experience, whether you choose to visualize the future you desire and identify with it, or get emotionally involved with the gruesome images on the news. Today's internal emotion and focus generate tomorrow's external experience. A goal that doesn't present difficulties to be overcome is not a worthy goal, and a victory without a battle is not an actual win. Do you want to see the other side of success after many years of struggling? Push through the darkness. Do you want to reach your goal? You must face the obstacles that separate you from them. Momentum is built within by doing the things that cause you discomfort. Difficulty creates necessity, forcing you to innovate and evolve into a better version of yourself. Conditions make demands, and demands create action, leading to results. The evolutionary process is constantly at work, building your future from the present moment you live. If you had not encountered obstacles, you would not be as you are now. Every obstacle you overcame yesterday allowed you to become who you are today. Through his experiments on plant parasites, Jacques Locke, a member of the Rockefeller Institute, demonstrated how even the smallest beings adapt to the natural change that life imposes and through which it thrives and spreads. J. Locke planted pots with roses in front of windows. As long as it was alive, the aphids of the plant drew nourishment from its sap. 
These aphids had no wings, but the rose, purposely left without water, died after a few days. The aphids encountered an obstacle. They'd lost their nourishment. These little creatures then grew temporary wings to fly away toward the window's light. Nature is the perfect example of survival. It will find a way to live, and anything that doesn't find a way becomes extinct. If there are limits to what you think you can achieve, they're created by your mind. But this doesn't mean your limitations are real. Limits are but illusions that we believe to be real. Momentum results from what you think and believe you... Chapter 2. Eliminate Self-Defeating Excuses This chapter will cover the 10 most common excuses that pull us away from our goals. Moreover, we'll look at the positive thoughts that will neutralize the negative impact of the excuses and drive you to take immediate action when the time calls for it. There was a period in history when we experienced demographic, economic, and cultural deterioration. No, I'm not talking about the present day. I'm talking about the Dark Ages, the Middle Ages. The Roman Empire collapsed, and the entire world at that time sank into a deep nightmare. But do you know what happened at the end of this dark period? Many people relied on the light they had burning inside. And that's how the Renaissance began. This historical period radically changed the paradigms of the human being and saw the flourishing of artistic and cultural disciplines, especially in Italy, the cradle of this evolution of consciousness. This rebirth led human beings to view the world and themselves differently. The Renaissance began because darkness allowed light to spread. Obstacles serve to improve your life and not hinder it. Even if everything seems wrong, Remember that spring always follows winter. If you like rainbows, you must accept the rain. If you want to see the stars, embrace the night. If you're going to admire the rise of a new dawn, cross the darkness with your purpose in mind. For this reason, we must not allow excuses to impede our progress. We must not hold ourselves back from taking action out of fear or uncertainty. I'll do it tomorrow. I don't have time. I'm not good at it. You've likely uttered all of these phrases a few times and built a wall between you and your goals. Goals are the engine of our lives. However, because of fear, uncertainty, lack of self-confidence, or the unknown, we end up running away from the idea of dreaming, imagining, or planning. This is when excuses start to appear. They're not the same for everyone, as each person is a world unto themselves, but they all sound the same. It doesn't matter what your goal is, how difficult it is to achieve, or what needs to be done to make it come true. Putting aside your excuses and focusing on achieving your goals is vital. Excuse number one, I'm too old now. I hear this phrase far too often. It's not our age, but how old we feel. During one of my trips to Australia, while couch surfing with my friend Sam, I met Jackie, her mom, white-haired, strong-willed, 
At the age of 70, she packed her backpack, said goodbye to everyone, and set off to tour Europe. Solo, of course. And there are many people like her. Let's not limit ourselves. This excuse turns into, I permit myself to embark on new adventures. Excuse number two, it's never worked for me. With this excuse, it's like telling ourselves there's no point in trying because it won't work. We foreshadow a failure scenario that justifies us from not taking the first step. Nothing will indeed change, and it might even be that you'll go from one disaster into another. But how- Chapter 3. The Six Habits for Fueling Determination I often hear about people's daily problems, obstacles, delays, separations, rejections, failures, and deteriorating physical or mental conditions. Yet, many people who undergo life's challenges persevere, overcome significant challenges, and lead successful lives. What does success mean, and how do people achieve it? What internal characteristics do these individuals possess, and what external factors have been present in their lives? What strengths do we need to invest in to overcome our challenges? Determination combines skills, knowledge, and beliefs that enable a person to commit to goals, self-regulating through autonomous behavior. Understanding one's strengths and limitations, coupled with extreme self-confidence, is essential to one's determination. When acting on these skills and attitudes, Individuals have a more extraordinary ability to take control of their lives and become successful adults. Gaining control over your life involves knowledge, applying goal setting to achieve in the work, sports, or personal spheres, understanding your abilities and limitations, and developing problem-solving and self-analysis. The unique learning process Using self-assessment of your skills and awareness is at the heart of finding the determination to achieve your success. This chapter will discuss the role of determination and willpower in taking massive action and getting results. Do one thing at a time with your full attention. Have you ever been tempted even a little by the myth of multitasking? That's the idea that managing multiple things simultaneously is beneficial to productivity. As a good introvert, I've always preferred concentrating on one thing at a time simultaneously, but for a few years now, I've been working in a chaotic office full of stimuli where I often bounce from one activity to another like a pinball. It's taken me a long time to realize that this is one of the causes of my work stress. It's clear that multitasking is not for me, and that to learn to work better, I'll need to use strategies to keep my attentions focused on one task at a time and learn to manage interruptions and pressures. Yet, this myth of multitasking exists. Many people are convinced that frantically switching between tasks and dividing their attention across multiple fronts is a great way to be more productive. Doing one thing at a time, perhaps with care and attention, is no longer in vogue and almost seems like a waste of time. But is that the case? Let's clarify one thing. Multitasking does not exist. 
The brain is not capable of devoting attention to several activities at the same time. When we have the sensation of doing several things at once, in truth, we do nothing but shift our attention from one activity to another very quickly. Office work often goes like this. You open a file, write three lines, then a phone call comes in, and you must go out and find some documents. After the phone call, you look at your emails, and finally, an answer has arrived for a job you left undone. So, you open another file to complete the pending stuff. But when you're about to finish, a colleague comes to ask you something important. Then, you go back to your computer, have two files open, and have to remember which one you were working on. You magically put in 15 minutes. Chapter 4. How to Build Massive Momentum. Have you ever been completely and fully dedicated to a goal? Have you ever gotten so lost in your work that you lost track of time, unaware of the outside world, focused only on your progress and what's happening here and now? Think about it. It probably happened to you while you were doing something you're passionate about. If you answered yes to any of these questions, chances are you've experienced momentum. This state is one of the keys to happiness at work and in your personal life. And one of its side benefits is that it not only reduces stress, but increases productivity by leaps and bounds. It's a state of mind that roots us entirely in the present moment and helps us be more creative, productive, and happy. In this chapter, we'll explain in detail how to develop momentum, why it's essential, and how to achieve it to increase productivity and happiness toward your goals. Building momentum in your life is about improving the things that drive you forward and decreasing the things that hold you back. It sounds like a no-brainer, but I know, just like you, that living the life we desire isn't always easy. We have habits and repeated cycles to overcome, but by building momentum, we can break through them and move into the life we want. Momentum, by its nature, takes an initial push to get the ball rolling. Here are 12 tips to jumpstart the speed in your life. Do one small task every day. We gain a fundamental psychological advantage when we create and establish small steps to take every day. First, we set a goal that's not scary, but achievable in an easy way. This keeps us calm instead of raising negative thoughts and risking blocking everything. Imagine an untrained person who decides to run a marathon. As soon as he thinks about this goal, he becomes paralyzed and thinks, I have to run 42.195 kilometers, not even for all the gold in the world. But if instead our goal was divided into incremental steps and intermediate tests, the same would be feasible and therefore would not trigger any alarm. Breaking tasks into small, repetitive actions is the secret to achieving ambitious goals. Take on a monthly challenge. The 30-day challenges are among my favorite methods of personal development and improvement. They're based on a straightforward concept. It takes 21 days for an activity to become a habit. Do the challenges work? 
It sometimes depends on permanently instilling a habit, especially if it's distant from our current conception. It takes longer. Still, despite this, a 30-day challenge can be beneficial to open your mind, try new activities, overcome your limits, and understand how far you can go. Know yourself better. Train self-discipline. Prove to yourself that you can be consistent. Get out of your comfort zone. The first time I approached 30-day challenges was with fitness goals. We're all familiar with squat challenges, running challenges, ab challenges, and so on. It wasn't until later that I discovered that the model could easily be applied to many other areas. And the world opened up. Chapter 5. Take massive action on your goals. Any personal growth book you read emphasizes the importance of planning your life in detail, setting your goals, and drafting an action plan to achieve them. I've been discovering the world of personal growth for several years, and I should have written my goals immediately. So, don't make the same mistake. Instead, do all the exercises I recommend in this chapter. Living without having clear goals is like driving in thick fog. No matter how fast your car is or how perfect the road you're on is, you're forced to move slowly and make very little progress toward your destination. Before we get into the chapter, I want to bring you back to a fascinating study to understand the importance of having goals. In 1979, researchers asked a class of Harvard undergraduates if they had written down clear goals for the future and made plans to achieve them. Only 3% of the students had written goals and planned to achieve them. Only 13% had dreams. But the best results always emerged from putting goals down on paper. Instead, the remaining 84% had no plans other than finishing school and enjoying their summer vacation. Ten years later, in 1989, the researchers surveyed members of the same class again. The 13% of students had goals but had yet to put them in writing and earned twice as much as the 84% of students with no purpose whatsoever. However, the most surprising finding was that of the 3% of students who had dreams and plans to achieve them and had put them in writing, earned on average 10 times as much as the remaining 97%. That's a staggering statistic. The Importance of Setting Goals It's crucial to have goals because happiness is the progressive realization of a goal or noble ideal. This is one of the best definitions of happiness. I experienced it every single day in my life. When I work on myself, trying to impersonate my ideals, I'm satisfied and feel a great sense of self-worth. Instead, when I make the easy choice of not sacrificing myself in the present to create a better future, I feel sad and don't esteem myself. Remember, the greatest need of every human being is to have a future goal to look forward to, to give meaning and purpose to their life, and to provide strength to face the difficulties of the present. We're happy when our actions are congruent with our values. 
Therefore, your values must be in accord with your goals, and your goals must agree with your values. The more your behavior in the present is consistent with the behavior you deem ideal, the more respect and esteem you have for yourself. Living your life in disagreement with your values is an effective strategy for experiencing stress, negativity, unhappiness, and frustration. As Abram Maslow argues, a man must become all that he can be. To find out your values, ask yourself what makes you feel necessary. What actions boost your self-esteem? What accomplishments have you achieved in the past that made you proud of yourself? How would you like to be remembered when you're gone? In my case, knowledge, wisdom, discovery, and creation. Chapter 6. Setting the Stage for Massive Action I often see people trying to achieve a goal but needing help, knowing how to do it. Sometimes they put in counterproductive place behaviors, leaving them frustrated and failing. In many cases, although there is a genuine desire to change certain aspects of their lives, what is missing is the will, motivation, and ability to channel these efforts in the right way. Do you want to know the secrets successful people use that you can use immediately? Want to learn how to transform your life and make it better? This chapter will teach you the five elements of taking action and pushing forward. It starts with having a specific plan, showing up to work on your project, and committing to a consistent stream of progress for the long term. Planning First, identify your why. This is your compelling reason for taking on any challenge. Without a purpose guiding you, like a compass, your action plans will fail to fulfill you, and you may struggle to maintain motivation. What is the why behind your goal? What changes will take place in your life when you reach this goal? The why is a reason aligned with you and the person you want to become. It's never a matter of lack of will or time. Think back to when you got something you wanted. The time, energy, and dedication were there, and nothing could stop you. You shouldn't get to the top of the ladder, only to find that it was leaning against the wrong wall. Those who pursue goals that align with their values feel more satisfied and fulfilled. When we achieve a goal following our values, i.e. what we believe in and think is truly important to us, we experience a burst of energy and feel mentally and emotionally fulfilled. Only with this awareness can you move on to define your professional and personal goals systematically and methodically. Mistakes are often made at this stage because many must set goals and plan them effectively. Let's look at some pointers so that you can immediately put them into practice and start deciding on what you want in your professional and personal life. Successful people are ordinary people with successful habits. Brian Tracy Brian Tracy is a respected expert in personal and professional development, efficiency, and coaching. He's written numerous best-selling books and is among the hottest trainers or consultants in professional growth. Brian Tracy analyzed what enabled people to achieve their goals and identified crucial habits, behaviors, and attitudes. One of the habits every day in these people was the ability to plan effectively for what they wanted to achieve. First, 
it's best to distinguish between these two types of goals. Result goals. A result goal is to achieve a particular result. For example, acquiring 20 new customers or losing 5 kilograms of weight. These goals can motivate and focus our attention positively on what we will achieve. Process goals. A process goal, e.g., make three business visits a day, or exercise every day for 20 minutes, focuses on the present and not on the future, learning and acquiring a method, i.e., a habit. The advantage of these goals is that we focus on the small steps that need to be done daily. You can start slow and acquire healthy, functional habits. Is it easier to think about 20 minutes a day of physical activity or lose? Chapter 7. Developing the Action Mindset What would you say if we asked what a person's success depends on? You might say it's a matter of talent, intelligence, or education. For some, the best place to start is by counting on good opportunities. Beyond everything, having the right mindset is the key to everything. It seems naive to think that want is power, but I'm pretty clear about that. There's much uncertainty behind this topic, so we'll study the five critical elements of developing a mindset devoted to action in this chapter. Let's first look at what the word philosophy means. Our mentality or mindset is our beliefs about how the world and ourselves work. Based on this, we regulate our behavior. Therefore, what we take for granted leads us to act in one way or another, ultimately determining our outcomes. I came to this conclusion after observing a group of four-year-olds faced with the following dilemma. Solve a simple puzzle or try to complete a more difficult one. She divided the children into two groups those who chose the easy task, and those who accepted the challenge. But why? The distinction between the two groups of children had nothing to do with their abilities, but with their underlying beliefs rather than their mindset. This is the underlying context for which I'll consider two concepts that largely determine our development and success, fixed mindset, and growth mindset. Fixed Mindset People with fixed mindsets are those who think, consciously or unconsciously, that intelligence is unchangeable. Each of us is born with a certain degree of intelligence and a stable set of talents or qualities that are impossible to change. Based on this premise, they maintain a specific behavior. They tend to display good self-esteem to appear intelligent and skilled. They avoid challenges at all costs since failure would mean a lack of ability. They're defensive in the presence of an obstacle and quickly abandon tasks that pose a challenge. They are convinced that striving is futile and failing is unacceptable. They pursue infallibility. They feel threatened by both the success of others and criticism. Growth Mindset On the other hand, those with a growth mindset believe they can develop skills and talent through hard work and commitment, they understand that each of us has initial baggage, but what matters is how we use it. They, therefore, exhibit the following behaviors and attitudes. They are eager to learn and grow. 
They accept challenges and use them as they see them as an opportunity for improvement. They see failure as part of the journey. They don't give up in the face of obstacles and persevere. They do not see effort as a lack of ability, but rather as a path to excellence. They learn from constructive criticism and are inspired by the success of others. The attitudes associated with the two different mindsets determine the development each of us can achieve. Those who belong to the first group, i.e., those who trust innate gifts, may grow quickly and then stall. On the contrary, people who belong to the second group, those who use more commitment and perseverance, continue to grow until they reach... Chapter 8. Create a Strong Sense of Urgency A lack of urgency is one of the primary reasons you're not achieving important goals. The willingness to take immediate action is the winning decision that puts you in the lead regarding getting fast results. Putting off something you could do now until later leads to a decline in motivation and desire. How many times have you found yourself in need of resolving something? Often, have you found yourself needing to resolve a quarrel and preferred to put it off instead of taking action to fix it right away? You like to put it off indefinitely. And that small knot that could have been untied with a simple chat over time has turned into an inextricable tangle and is so big that it can only degenerate into quarrels or breakups. It would have been better to be far-sighted, resourceful, transparent beforehand, far-sighted, innovative, and acceptable ahead, and move with a sense of urgency. A leader always looks for resourceful people driven by a sense of urgency and accountability. This is because it is a mental habit of success that helps in everyday life, both personally and professionally. The moment you become aware of the importance of an action, you must execute and perform that action without hesitation. Procrastination does nothing but create a mass of self-sabotaging thoughts in your mind, capable of clouding clarity, effectiveness, and efficiency. When you put something off, you're forced to live with a constant idea that reminds you that you have unfinished business. However, when you resolve that right away, your sense of self-worth, confidence, freedom, and inner lightness increases. Remember to be moved by a sense of urgency. Never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. This chapter will teach you eight ways to build speed into your action plan. Custom build your strategy to increase a sense of urgency based on personal goals. Stopping procrastination would allow us to free ourselves from our anchors and head towards ambitious goals if we contextualize it in a larger project. There are several techniques such as the simple but effective 3-2-1 strategy. Since we procrastinate on something, we start the countdown in our heads. When it ends, we commit to taking action without question. Another simple technique is to make the first step necessary for the more significant action. For example, if we have to go for a run, the goal will be to tie our running shoes. If we have to start working on the computer, the plan will be to sit in front of it, and turn it on. Break it down into a small and intermediate step you can complete right away. 
However, the best thing is to create your strategy and adapt it according to your needs and requirements. You can take inspiration from the two techniques I've just mentioned to make one tailored for you. Make decisions with confidence and act quickly. Becoming confident is undoubtedly not just a matter of putting on a few tricks. Some people advise you to take care of your posture, appearance, voice, or way of walking or talking, and these are all contrived remedies that serve little purpose. You can become a confident person when you can find the answers. It doesn't matter what others think. Now I'll show you a roadmap that I suggest you follow to develop confidence. And Chapter 9. How to Prevent Burnout and Never Give Up In truth, how many times have you said you feel unmotivated and lacking energy? Well, your condition is not isolated, but it shouldn't be taken lightly. If you've heard yourself say phrases like this, you might be one of a group of workers suffering from work-related stress to the point of suffering from burnout syndrome. Depersonalization and reduced capacity in the workplace, a form of exhaustion that's now considered almost a normal condition of modern work. The phenomenon was first studied in the 70s in America and observed by the psychiatrist Moslich within the mental hygiene departments of the professionals who cared for patients. However, today, this malaise affects the so-called helping professions and is widespread and transversal. It affects women and men of all ages, belonging to the most diverse job profiles. But what are the causes of burnout? Is it possible to prevent it? If so, how? Let's find out together in this chapter. Happy reading. Causes of Burnout Subjective There are several psychological causes of burnout related to emotional stress. This burnout can directly impact people dealing with other people's problems in their jobs, nurses, police officers, tax collectors, lawyers, or service industry workers. In most cases, the stress arises from the emotional involvement that comes with the nature of the relationship. When, due to character, type of work, or lack of self-knowledge, you cannot manage empathy and fully detach, there's an identification with the problems of others that causes an excessive stress load. In this case, burnout represents natural wear and tear on those who suffer it, who feel drained of their energy. Objectives. There are, however, new causes that generate burnout. Today, the phenomenon is attributable to the characteristics of the current world of work and modern lifestyles. Performance anxiety is a typical phenomenon in our society, involving even school-aged children. Young people in particular often come up against a working environment that is not what they want or are suited to. With dynamics and working conditions that sacrifice the human side in favor of purely economic logic. This can generate intense stress. Often, one realizes this late, and it sometimes leads to sudden and non rational decisions, such as self dismissal, absenteeism, 
or behavioral disorders that cause the person's removal by his superiors. Objective causes of burnout brought about by working conditions and dynamics include poor pay, overtime, poorly paid or free, lack of protection and incentives, stressful external environment, as is the case, for example, with constant lighting and music in many retail stores, competition, incommunicability between departments and roles, insufficient gratification, mobbing dynamics, psychological persecution. Moreover, for a thorough analysis of the objective causes of burnout, we must remember that today the ability to work under stress is one of the requirements often asked in job interviews. Thanks for listening to Voice Over Work, an audiobook sampler. This podcast has been brought to you by Newton Media Group. Check us out at newtonmg.com.